Hello there, and welcome to this bonus episode of <laughs> Black Band T-shirt. Uh, Black Band T-shirt revisited. We did uh, Metallica recently. We are back again for a slightly unusual revisited episode. Very unusual. In that, we are going all the way back to summer 2021, episode 15. So that is now 30 episodes ago. Um, you were so young and innocent back oh, then. What a what a time. PJ Harvey's new album, uh, I Inside the Old Year Dying. I always have to double think that one because it's not a natural feeling sentence. I just, I was just checking. Yeah. Yes, that is yeah. correct. One, one of the odder album titles in her discography. Definitely. It's, it's been out a little while now. It's taken us a while to do this, but mm. um, as you'll see when we talk about but it... J- July... Yeah, yeah, We're not yeah. doing that badly. Yeah, I just think I think I feel like with these revisited ones, there's no point doing it straight away. You need time to digest the album a bit and, mm, and live with, with it and one, sit with I'm it for saying. a bit. And yeah, I was going to say I think this one is is very much a case of that. Um, bit unusual in that, obviously, uh, Nikki has been a regular uh, co-host of this podcast for only the last few episodes. She was not present during that episode. <laughs> Uh, so um, <laughs> let's move on the way, the way we're going to handle this is obviously what we normally do we go through the new album talk about that Nikki can do that because you know she's got ears and has listened to it thank uh, you the reason we're particularly doing this song because you know you might be thinking you haven't done Enter Shikari you haven't done Paramore uh, the reason we're doing this one is that Nikki is particularly a big PJ Harvey fan anyway um I think we did it straight after doing the Radiohead episode that Nikki was the guest on, in fact. Yeah. Um, and it was quite tricky to choose which one you were going to kind of be a part of because you like both artists, but Radiohead obviously take the yeah. take the crown. Um, so we thought, well, we'll do this one because Nikki knows the discography. She can do her... <laughs> for once. For once. <laughs> well, more so, more so than Enter Shikari and Paramore, is what I mean. More um, so than Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, what we will do, we will talk about the album, and then at the end, we would normally say where it fits into our existing ranking. Nikki doesn't have an existing ranking, so she well, will then share what her ranking will be yeah. with Ironside, the, the old year dying. Undisputed ranking. Indeed. And I will just do the old boring thing of uh, saying where it fits in my existing ranking and remind us what that was because it was a while ago. Um, and if there's any changes well, as yeah, well. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not set in stone, right? No, no You've changed as changes. a person in the last two years. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Ooh. We will see. Tension. Oh, right, okay. So, Ironside, the old year dying. PJ Harvey returns after seven years? Seven year absence, yeah. Just casually returning from a seven year absence to drop one of the best albums of the year. I'm glad you said it straight away because, yeah, I, I was going to probably end with that kind of point that I'm pretty sure it's going to be in my top 10 of the year. So clearly, straight away, we can say we both love this album. Yeah, and it's probably not fair to say she's been completely absent because she has been doing other mm. projects. She's been doing soundtracks and obviously her poetry book. Is it Orlam? Orlam? Orlam, which is, which is very much a companion piece to this album yeah, from what I, I've read. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure... All um, served as the foundation of this album, oh. and then the songs built on the poems. The themes already written. there, yeah. Um, and I think that's quite a common theme in her last few albums. I think she said she's almost become more of a poet than a songwriter in the way that she approaches 
her lyrics. Um, I, I don't, I'm not at all surprised by that because one of the things that I remember talking about the most in the original episode was how struck I was by how incredible a lot of her lyrics are. Mm-hmm. And that was something I didn't know about her before doing that. No. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. And it, it's, yeah, I've, I've not actually read the book yet. I really want to. Everything I read about it makes me want to read it more. Um, yeah, so definitely um, t- two halves of what's the phrase? Two halves of a whole. Yeah, two. Is that, two uh, that's yes. not a phrase, is it? They're companions. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to. I was, yeah, it's trying to just be a bit, you know, yeah. a bit more intelligent. But never um, mind. We'll try again <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, and yeah, can I just say? Obviously, huge fan of Polly. I think she is one of the most exciting artists mm. working today. I think every new release of hers is a bit of an event because you never really know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's consistently subverting expectations. And if you look back at her discography, just like the number of genres that she explores. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think with this one, she's still managed to do something new, which is quite impressive. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, while we're on that, this is something I was thinking. I, I was listening to this again on the way home today. Um, just to kind of make sure it was really fresh in my head to talk about and something that every time I've listened to it has just struck me more and more is I think to me it's a rare case of something taking bits of other things and being greater than them both Mm. so to me this album sits really neatly sound wise and like just tone wise in between White Chalk uh, and Let England Shake yeah, I think that's fair. It's got the folkiness of Let England Shake, but it's got the more gothy etherealness mm-hmm. of White Chalk going on. Whereas White Chalk felt almost more like American gothic y. It's more like a chamber piece. Yeah. Isn't it? There wasn't much folk influence mm. on that. And it was very piano. It was mostly piano, wasn't it, as well, in fact? Yeah. I think that's probably the big difference I'm thinking of as well. Whereas this is still very much. Well, I say very much guitar. It's not really. There's there's a lot of guitar in it, but very subtly. The the other thing that I think is featured a lot in this one is just drones. Yeah. And that made me, and I know you're going to hate this, made me really think of the um, similarities to Nick Cave's latter output. Yeah, it's not that I hate that. I think. Unfo- you know, it's it's for good reasons that Polly gets consistently compared to Nick Cave, and, and it's and it's not it's not in anything other than a compliment. Yeah, obviously, obviously and and obviously, you know, everyone knows they were in a relationship and worked together a lot, and inevitably share some of the same styles. Mm-hmm. But I do think she gets painted as the female Nick Cave, which is a bit reductive, and I think like. And We've got to celebrate her as an artist yeah, in well, her own right. And I definitely think inaccurate. I think I think the only, the only two albums I'd say I really get the comparison on are this one and um, Bring You My Love. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. Which you know, yeah. But I think I think they're the only two where it's an obvious comparison. Mm. Really, the the only other thing that that like she's more varied than Nick Cave. Yeah, I mean, I'll say far. I'm I'm a bigger. Polly fan mm. and I am a Nick fan although I like massively appreciate mm. a lot of his work and you know think he's generally awesome but yeah I think uh, like a lot of journalists use the Nick Cave comparison in quite a lazy way I mm. think yeah yeah I get that um yeah no like I said it was only it was specifically the, that use of kind of atonal 
drones. Yeah. That that are go, like that's something that Nick's very much only used in his more recent albums mm. as like almost as a main instrument. And there's definitely songs like the opener, Prayer at the Gate, significantly that does that, where it yeah. sounds almost just like a feedback loop or something like that going on, overlapping like two things overlapping each other that aren't. There's no melody to it, yeah. But it's providing its own almost natural melody. And again, I think you know nature is a big, big thing with this. So I don't think that's a mistake. It feels no, no. feels no, no. very organic. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I imagine a lot of people would find this quite a difficult album to mm. connect with because I think it is a very strange album. Again, as someone else that I think we we compared her to originally, but I think that this is one of the easiest to compare to is Björk as well, in terms of creativity and yeah. and and con- and going in hard with a concept, yeah, yeah, and things like that. Worth celebrating. It's the tenth. It's her tenth uh, official album, yeah, as well. Reached the milestone of ten. So we can now nice. have a top ten. Always nice. Good. And it was announced on the 25th of April this year, which is a great choice, because that's Chrissy Boy's birthday. That was a lovely birthday present. Thank you, Polly. I'm sure it was intentional. She gave me a stick for my birthday. That's nice. What? The artwork got revealed, didn't it? Oh, yes. It's a twig twig, on white with a shadow and a sticker, (laughs) which is fine, except I don't like the merch. Which is just stick on a t-shirt. Doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, anyway. uh, Anything else you generally want to say about it before we go into any songs? Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, to be honest, it's it's all. You know, I could say this about the songs as well, but mm-hmm. I I found this an incredibly immersive mm-hmm. experience, and I almost it was almost like watching a, a folk horror film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very much get that, and and it you know quite sinister and unsettling in places, mm. which is why I can see a lot of fans not gelling with yeah, it, yeah, especially yeah. fans that are more into her kind of alt rock nineties side. Yeah, there's very uh, there's one track I can think of that even remotely nods to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, very much so. That that I really, yeah, that's something else. Imagery that popped into my head while I was listening to it today was from, yeah, in twenty twenty, during the the like midst of lockdown stuff. I think in the end, uh, there was the Jude Law sort of folk horror series, um, the third day. Yeah, and very underrated. Was, I think. Oh, it was, it was, not enough people have no, seen it, and it's brilliant. And even more so, they they did the like 12 hour or something ridiculous like that live yeah. live performance live streamed special called autumn where there are a whole like there's an hour of him just pulling a boat across a field and um, we watched it all i sat i sat down when it started thinking oh, i'll watch a, a little bit of it. Have we it, were definitely have it on in the background while i'm doing other stuff and i got completely engrossed in it we were definitely in lockdown because that's the kind of weird yeah. shit that we did yeah but, but it was great like jude law was incredible he was so engaging considering mm. like again there was that there was like an hour where i just sat and watched him dig his own grave yeah like it was incredible but um it i got images from that in my head while i was listening mm. to this i think it could definitely be a soundtrack and that's not a criticism 
because I absolutely love film soundtracks. Yeah, well, yeah, and it takes um, it, it's a skill to be able to conjure particular imagery and yeah. stuff through music like that. Like, yeah. But it's definitely not background music. No, you couldn't just put it on and enjoy it casually. I don't think a it's, couple of songs possibly, but it's definitely a very creepy album. Creepy is a good word. I think for it's it. also worth saying that um, Polly has said it was probably the most difficult album she's ever made. She said, like, it took a while to, yeah, to actually come she, to the finished product, didn't it? She reached a bit of a creative block, mm. I think. Um, so, yeah, I wonder I wonder whether that kind of unsettling nature like, reflects how she was feeling mm. when making the album. If we're talking about the sound of it as well, it's worth mentioning that um, John Parrish and Flood are both back mm. on production duties here. Mostly John Parrish. I think Flood was more of an assistant producer, but just kind of... Good old floody. Well, I mean, as we talked about just recently in the Pumpkins episode, someone who clearly is very good at just focusing people, I think, mm. um, on, on, on you know, working out what it is they're trying to achieve and really just helping them achieve that. I think that was probably his main role here, really. He's, he's not credited as main producer, just as kind of, you know, assistant. Um, and also, interestingly, just worth noting... Uh, released on Partisan Records, which makes a break from Island Records after 30 years. So Dry was Dry was released on Too Pure, and then everything since then up till now has been released on Island Records. Mm. I assume she signed a like eight album deal or whatever. Yeah. Like as was the way in the 90s, where record labels would just sign a ridiculous amount of albums from artists. It's interesting because um, um, Partisan uh, represent a lot of post-punk bands mm. and I do think there is a tinge of post-punk definitely on this um, album yeah, yeah 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 I can I can agree with that for sure so what do we just want to go in with kind of favourite tracks yeah I mean I want to go through track by track because you know while I've listened to it quite a few times I I, I still I'm still not at the stage where I can talk mm eloquently about every single track i have my standouts i i, I just wanted to quickly say on that as well because i think something i think something you mentioned when we were listening through to it was like it's it's difficult to choose a best and worst song for this one because it works so well as a whole piece yes yeah, exactly you wouldn't want to remove anything from it no or or highlight anything more than it already is kind of thing it's it's and it's yeah, yeah it, it feels a bit odd to just dip in and play mm. individual tracks like um when the when the the first single came out, which was a child's question, August, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is now one of the highlights for me. But yeah, I, same. I, I I remember when it first came out, thinking like this clearly fits into something bigger. Yeah, yeah. There's something yeah, yeah, missing yeah. here. Yeah. And I think it's a lot better, kind of within the context of the album, than like it's Absolutely. not really a single, is it? No, no. It was just a kind of. To get people excited for mm. the album, I think, and to announce it. Uh, ben Wishaw making his first of two appearances Lovely on that ben. one. Yeah. He was, I mean, what's really interesting, I still can't get to the bottom really of what the relationship is in ter- creatively. Mm. She she has credited him and who's the other, I keep forgetting his name, the other actor that's on it, Colin Morgan. Yeah. Um, she's kind of credited the, them with being a big part of the whole process of this album. Yeah, I really want to know the backstory um, there. And and of all of them, the book as well, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think her and Ben are shagging. No, <laughs> I think that's safe to say. We never know, but I think it's safe to assume. But, you know, we're not Heat magazine. Right? Okay. 
We could only we could only dream of striving for such great journalistic yeah. integrity as that. Um, but yeah, so it's but it is interesting that he's been involved. They've both been involved quite heavily in the whole process, but both have two vocal appearances on the album as well, mm-hmm. which I think previously we've only really heard John Parrish on, who does a couple of backing vocals here as well. Yes. Um, um, and there's one particular one he does, Autumn Term, mm. which I've seen a lot of people, not not criticising, but just saying vocally it doesn't work for them. Interesting. I think it's one of the the most menacing sounding yeah. tracks. Yeah, sec- second track, isn't which it? Which is obviously yeah. deliberate. But um, I saw someone say that uh, she sounded like a drunk mermaid. Mm-hmm. Which I did. I, thought I mean, was slightly I did, harsh. It's interesting that you said. I didn't realize that. I did put in my notes for that one. I did put. It's the only song I think I've put this for that I can see people not being on board with this one because mm. it is slightly. It sounds troubled. Right, the false she uses that falsetto that is kind of slightly off key a lot of the time, yeah. and a bit wobbly, and it does sound. But I I love that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I know you do as well. Like I love it when something sounds real, essentially. I do think her vocals could catch some people off guard on this album because mm. it's it's like her vocals have changed so much yeah. throughout her career. Like if you compare it to kind of the sultry, grungy sounds mm. on her earlier work. Like it's 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 she uses this sort of trembling like you say mm. like always oh, child. It was a very white chalk. Yeah. And and again, letting England shake. There's a few times where she uses yeah, that high yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Some strange samples of school children there as well, as yeah. the autumn term title might indicate. But I mean, yeah, I said it's the one I can see people maybe not being on board with, but they're wrong. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, like for instance, I can imagine my mum really hating it. I don't know why I'm telling. Yeah, I don't know why I mentioned no, my mum No, I do always. I always think of my parents when I think of any albums like this because I remember excitedly playing them Jeff Buckley's Grace for the first time mm-hmm. in the car when I'd got really into that, and then just hating it. Oh my god! Like just I used is it hating um, his vocal? Dad, yeah. dad, I think Dad said he sounds like a goat. It was specific. Yeah, specifically the. Um, Oh, what was it? Sorry, Dad. I don't know who probably listened to this, and I've just yeah. absolutely shamed I to, you. I used to play it at home, and it was like the outro of Grace, where he goes, you know, just completely really goes out for of it. control, yeah, 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 yeah. which I think is one of the most beautiful bits of music ever made. And yeah, Mum and Dad were not impressed. Something along the lines of, "What is this racket?" Um, although my dad did say it sounded a bit like Led Zeppelin, which is a compliment oh, well, from him. Well, that anyway, was, yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm not talking Buckley, about Jeff yet. Buckley's another for for another time, quite soon. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's interesting. I did. I, I didn't realise that that has been one that's been a bit of a sticker for people because I did think it could be. Yeah, I mean, even like um, really like hardcore PJ fans. I, I know I've read some comments on you know like YouTube and mm. places like that saying that the, the vocals are a bit out there yeah for them are just not necessarily you know just like I wouldn't in, in some instances I suppose they're not that pleasant to listen yeah, to yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is the point exactly right? yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say the whole thing you were saying about the like sinister all that kind of feel to it and the horror kind of thing I think like it's got that gothic feel in the sort of really classic ghostly mm. kind of that set like the biggest one for that for me is the nether edge yeah which i suppose makes sense again yeah. given the title but where like she's got that 
manipulated vocal all the way through it that's got a kind of tremolo effect and all that, where it sort of keeps cutting in and out and yeah doing all that that's, sh- that's one of the album highlights for me um, actually so cool uh and and a like high-pitched drone sound again going on in that one um yet weirdly the chorus has quite a classic pj harvey feel mm. to it i think it's a really cool combination that one well that's what i like i don't think she's completely got rid of that um the classic pj sound mm. no um yeah, I mean, I feel weird jumping to the last track. Yeah, no, okay. But as we're talking about the classic PJ sound, yeah. um, A Noiseless Noise, I think, is the closest this album comes to, like, a rock song. I think it's the closest to the previous two albums for me, that one. What, the last track? Yeah. I suppose it's, like, the most guitar-driven. Yeah. Um, and I, it's the one I can see, like... It's got that more rousing feel to it, uh, like those albums. Uh, older fans being like the most comfortable with mm. um but i do think it's great i can imagine it being like a really great set closer yeah, yeah um and obviously it has the very kind of um hushed introduction mm-hmm. with you know no instrumentation yeah, at yeah. all and then it kicks in and it's really ferocious well, and i love how it and i love i love it when songs do this as well especially closing tracks i love how it comes full circle by the end as well it drops back out to just mm. her vocal and like this like field recording as well just yeah. like an outdoor soundscape that her vocals going over and then you're yeah. just left with that so good um such a perfect end to this particular album i think doing it and like i that. think it's so it's quite daring to put a song like that at the end where mm. it could have like she could have released that as the main single yeah and i think it probably would have got a bit more attention yeah um but i suppose it's not really representative of like the whole album no. It's worth mentioning at this point as well, not my worst song, but the weirdest song probably mm. on the album is the one before that, Child's Question July, which is Colin, yes. Colin Morgan returning on some vocals to worship hedges. It's literally <laughs> a song about worshipping hedges. Why not? Uh, and I also love that we get her most natural sounding vocal in the verses mm. on the whole album where that, that falsetto's gone and it's more just her lower range. Yeah. But her Dorset accent is fully, fully there, and it's great. Yeah, I don't think we've seen that as much on previous albums. Tell um, me who was licked the toad. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and and, and the kind of the the word, how, the old English mm. um, words as well, which she uses all the way through this. We've got yeah. something else to point out, isn't which it? Which I yeah. think obviously were present. Yeah, in all of them. She keeps using Wordle. Yeah. Which is quite funny in yeah. today's context. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, weirdly, my favourite track is probably the opener. Same. I've got the opener as well. I think it's great. Honestly, I think it's... it's, And I think it's the one that also you could most enjoy on its own as well. Mm. Yeah, it's incredibly um, ethereal and haunting. I've used that word, both those words. <laughs> I've also said, I think it is immediately arresting. Mm. As soon as it starts, you're kind of on edge a little bit mm. and paying attention. Even It's a classic example of how to do that without being loud, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah, her vocals on that are some of the best. They're so kind of like otherworldly. Yeah. And, and yeah, and the melody's great. Mm. And really clever touch to have that repeating do 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 that bit. Do that. Yeah, but it's so simple 
but it makes the song catchy. Yeah. Like, if that wasn't there, like, the melody's quite catchy on its own, but just having that there almost as an extra instrument really is all it is, but makes it really memorable yeah, and, yeah. and catchy straight away. Um, yeah. Really clever, I think. Um, any other highlights? I think there. I think we've talked about all my absolute favourites. Like, all I, w- uh, the, all I would say is that found it nearly impossible to pick a definite favourite because mm. I like um, Seam and I as well it's got I, quite a nice groove to it yeah 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 definitely the lyrics read a bit like a Wurzel Gummidge script but <laughs> in a good way uh, one of the one, one with a sort of nice clean electric guitar rather than acoustic mm. there as well which is quite cool mm. oh that's the other thing to work with like um, which one is it uh I inside, I inside the old I dying. Is it that one? No, no, the title track, I inside the old year dying. Yeah. Is the one that's got quite a like hard strummed acoustic guitar. That's the one I was thinking of that is one of the few that alludes to the more rocky side of things as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. It's also a yeah, bit of I an yeah. odd one. Very short. Uh, got quite good energy to it's a real yeah. like in the middle of the album it's quite a short fizz of energy yeah. that you kind of need to keep it momentum going. Um, low points yeah. I have I, I mean I found it really difficult I really love this album mm. I found it difficult to choose one I've gone with All Souls same I mean I, I really like it I think um, though it's the least it comes at that point in the album where it's just a bit of a I don't know it's probably the one I was just least it's a lot of droning and, yeah. and etherealness and atmosphere I think it almost comes I, just comes at the wrong point maybe I think I think it. I've said. I think it's one of the ones that creates the most kind of ancient, dark mm. kind of feel to it, which is great. Which is really cool, and I think adds. It adds that to this album the most out of all of them. But there's less that sticks out about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Individually, I think. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's interesting how we both mm. thought that. Um, so I think it's safe to say that we like this album. Uh, yeah, I really, really love it. Um, uh, okay, that's going to be interesting in our rankings then. But, well, I mean, it is also worth saying. Um, so we were talking about, like, I was showing Nikki what my, or reminding her what my ranking was from when originally did this the other day. Because we were listening, we've been listening back through to a lot of the discography again in the last couple of weeks to kind of just re-cement things in. Um, and I pointed out that I had is this desire as my second worst so mm. my my eighth out of nine at that point wrong because we listened back to it last night and well but the thing this is what I said the thing I realised was that doing this is one of the favourite episodes that I did and interestingly one that's got the least listens so you know if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it because you might discover something but the, the, my, my overwhelming takeaway from doing that one originally was how have I never never paid attention to PJ Harvey more before because I hadn't really and I love every single one of the mm. well Aha Her is my 10th mm. still um, and that's the one I'd say I don't love the mm-hmm. others I all actively love and so ranking them is so yeah. difficult Um so is this desire is is my second to last, but it's not because I don't like it at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, so, shall we go? Shall we go through taking it in turns? 
or shall we what do you want how do you want to do yeah, this let's take it in turns so um, I, I i will just say i haven't changed anything in the end other than putting this new one in okay Fair. Um, so my my ranking is the same as it was but with this new album inserted but you're gonna go through it again but yeah. I'll, go, I'll go through them with you yeah so as i've just said my, my last is still uh -huh -huh. yeah i also would say that yeah i i'm with you in that i i absolutely love all pj's albums um i do also yeah uh -huh -huh is is my is probably the one i have least connection with mm. so that's my 10th yeah. um but the rest like very hard for me to pick yep. between them to yep. be honest absolutely uh yeah completely agree uh like i said night is this desire still my number nine which <laughs> yeah it's painful to say but yeah it is uh mine is the hope six demolition project wow yeah that's the one we really disagree on we don't disagree because i love it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but and um, yeah yeah i just think it um well, we're not going into our reasons, are we? Well, you can, because you, you we'll haven't be, had a chance to before. But We're here for hours. Um, I just think it's a, it, it continues, it's a continuation of the ideas um, on Let England Shake, mm -hmm. just not executed quite as well. I think lyrically it's not as good. Um, it's, it's, a bit it's a bit reductive in some places, I'd okay. say. But um, also... <laughs> It's got, you know, it's got songs on it that I absolutely love. And I, um, yeah, the only time I've seen her live was on the tour for that album. For that and obviously it was spellbinding. So, yeah. 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 Uh, this is the other one that I know we <laughs> really disagree on. What? Uh, so my number eight is Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. You absolute twat. I know. Yeah, but we know this already. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Move on, because I know we'll talk about that one later on. What's your? What's no, your... I'm just tempted to get up and leave. What's Why am I wasting my energy on this shit? What's your number eight? Uh, it's white chalk. Which is my number seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number seven is actually I inside the old year dying. Okay. Um. The, the logical place for me considering yeah, the rest enough. the rest of my ranking I just yeah. couldn't put any lower yeah yeah it's fair uh, my number six is uh, dry my number six is dry it just sits neatly in the middle I yeah. think that one you know it's a debut album it's it's rough around the edges it's naive but it's got a exciting debut why energy it, to why it why is it naive because she was young like mm. the, the songwriting wise I mean mm. It's like compare that to what she's done with this album this oh, year. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. But you know, it's a it's a much simpler album. Yeah, but um, I think that's what a lot of people like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of that. people prefer that side of her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my number five is Let England Shake. Man, uh, my number five is is this Desire. Uh, okay, yeah, so a lot higher than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is Hope Six Demolition Project. Okay. Interesting. Uh, number four is Rid of Me. Mm, okay. You do, It's another one you disagree with Pitchfork on. They're giving it a ten. Why do I disagree? Oh, you don't... Oh, see, these are all tens for you. No, not necessarily tens, but, like, the, like 
that that's really high yeah i absolutely yeah, love that yeah, album yeah, yeah, i know i know yeah this is um, the problem like she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> make know. she doesn't make bad albums no no um so this is where i have put i inside the old year dying is number three. Oh shit yeah really that's like really it. high i really like it but again like i think i've been trying to think of why that is i think part of it is because you're a massive gotho there's the goth thing which i do really love right i also really love my traditional english folk yeah and there's not a lot of people and not a lot of records that that do a modern take on that and do it well Mm -hmm. this is a really rare example of that i think that's a big part of it for me can i just say she played this entire album at the roundhouse a couple of weeks ago and we didn't go why'd you have to do That's not going to happen again. Nope. Anyway. Um, You're number three. To bring you my love. <clears throat> I know what your two and one Top are already. Top three. Yeah, Great. I know. Very high in the ranking. Yeah. What's the issue? <laughs> Nothing at all. Uh, my number two is Rid of Me. Albini, mm. 90s. PJ, wonderful. Uh, number two, Let England Shake. Yeah. Masterpiece. Uh, and my favourite is To Bring You My Love. <laughs> and my number one is Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. As I well knew. Do you want to quickly just have a moment, seeing as you didn't do the original one, of, of just to explain why that one is your number one? Um, It's a hard one to explain, really. And I'm very aware that it's her most upbeat and direct and probably not the coolest album of hers to have as your number one. I think it's also like her most commercially and critically mm. successful. One won Mercury commercially Prize. definitely. Won the Mercury Prize for it. Also won the Mercury Prize for Let England Shake, and I've got those mm. got those two as my top two. But I'm not not a Mercury Prize whore. I just genuinely love those yeah. two albums. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's the one I feel the most emotional connection to. I suppose. I think it's. Is it the one you discovered her on? As in, is it the first one of hers you properly listened uh, to? Yes, that's probably why. To be honest, I just I don't know. I was just I, I, yeah. I wondered. Yeah, I think that that was the first, um, the first one. Yeah, was it? You've got me in a quandary now. It was definitely one of the one of the first ones that I listened mm. to, and it is you know, it, it, it's quite a poppy record. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, I think. It, it, it's the one where she's most sort of confessional I suppose and it's it's mm. not um, it's it, not hidden behind loads of like imagery I was, I was about and, to use that word exactly it's the one that feels least like she's hiding behind a concept yeah. or, or anything like that yeah and yeah, yeah and it's <laughs> obviously it's it's helped by the fact that, that Tom York lends his vocals on a couple of tracks as well yeah. um, I just think it's full of absolutely wonderful songs and it makes me happy whenever I listen to it. What better um, reason than that? Yeah. And yeah. So that's there we go. So let's wait and see at the end of the year if I Inside the Old Year Dying does indeed appear in either of our top tens. I thought you were going to say wait and see if she releases another album. Or by the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, no. Well, let's let's see how long it takes for another one to emerge. Could really be ten years at this no. point, you know. She's getting older. I really hope it's not as long. Who knows? Who knows? 
I've no doubt that whenever it is, it will be amazing. Yeah. At this point. Unless she goes into like grime. <laughs> a genre I don't think she's covered yet. Or. Bit of Dorset suited. grime. Dorset grime. Middle-aged Dorset grime. Could have its audience. Let's start the petition right now. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our discography ranking of turnover. See ya. Bye bye.